Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hello again and welcome to another episode of Quick Question with Soren and Daniel, the podcast where two best friends and TV writers discuss everything under the sun and occasionally, very rarely, ask each other questions. I am one half of this podcast, a writer for last week tonight with John Oliver, author of the book How to Fight Presidents, and a guy who once asked a girl out on a date and when she said yes, never followed up because I assumed she was just being polite, Daniel O'Brien, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Soren Bowie. Soren, make like those old Super Bowl commercials for, I want to say, beer, and say, waza. What's up, everyone? Bud? Bud? <laughs> Wise? Hey, everybody. I'm Soren Bowie, writer for American Dad, father, um, co-host of this show, and currently in the middle of the desert. I'm talking to you out of a little tiny washer and dryer room. I'd say five feet by eight feet, and uh, I have nowhere else I can go, and it's cold. Where? Where? Uh, what desert? I'm in the Sonoran Desert. Hmm. Yeah, I'm staying. We, I came down here to visit my family. Um, I don't know if I told you on the last podcast, my dad got COVID. Oh, no, you didn't. Womp, womp, womp. Finally, yeah. a family member of mine got that's, COVID. That is the sound that's appropriate for the situation. Well, it's okay because he's doing fine with it. It was. I think it was hard for a little bit. It was never a serious situation where he was like losing oxygen levels or anything, but he was lost a sense of taste, couldn't... Uh, it just like had that heavy fatigue that comes with it, had a little bit of a sore throat and a mild fever. And it's nowhere near as devastating as it is for some people, but, uh, you know, certainly wasn't fun for him, but now he's better. And like, there's no one better to be <laughs> the only person you can really be around at this time of year is somebody who's just recovered from COVID and is no longer infectious. Right. So that's good. Well, I'm so glad that he got better. That's yeah. uh, that's that's wonderful. Congratulations to to him and to you and and thank you, uh, uh, America. Wow. Yeah, America. Um, other than that, is the desert nice? No, okay. I mean I don't like it. That's <laughs> that's well documented. <laughs> it's not my favorite place to be. Um, it just everything looks a little. It's like like a hellscape. Like all the. The plants, the animals all look hungry and thirsty all the time. And the everything just looks like it wants to hurt you here. Mm. The only time it's like a the only time you can really enjoy the desert, I think, is you get half an hour in the morning and half an hour in the evening where it's it's like being around a wild animal and that moment when that wild animal's asleep, you can kind of appreciate it because it's no longer dangerous to you. You're just kinda like, oh, oh, it's sort of beautiful the way the light is hitting it, it's sort of striking and, mm. and nice looking. But the minute it wakes up, it's horrifying. And then at night, you know, it's freezing to death here. So 
It's a, there are very few moments of the day where I'm actually like, yeah, the desert's not so bad. Where are you normally for Christmas? This is, I'm here. Um, the last few years, Colleen's family is here and my family has come also. Uh, my parents have started wintering down here when Colleen and I were dating. So the first time that her parents met my parents, they had dinner together and we weren't there. Right. And that Weird. was, that's a, <laughs> I can imagine that dinner would have been uncomfortable had I been there. It's even more uncomfortable that I wasn't there. Yeah. There was no have, one officiating. Have, have the, have the, your parents and your in-laws, have, have they like developed um, inside jokes that have nothing to do with you or Colleen at this point? Like, do they have a nice like rapport? No, I don't think they're that close of friends. Okay. They do. I mean, when my mom's not down here and just my dad is, my dad will sometimes just go over there and be like, so what, what are you guys having for dinner? And they're like, oh, why don't you stay? <laughs> um, but I don't think that they like, I don't, I don't think they just go and hang out together ordinarily. Okay. Uh, yeah. It's not, they're not that close, but they're closer than I think a lot of in-laws are. Hmm. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for listening to this episode of Quick Question. It is sponsored by Skillshare. Thanks to Skillshare for supporting this podcast. Skillshare is an online learning community with so much to explore, real projects to create, and the support of fellow creatives. Skillshare empowers you to accomplish real growth. Explore your creativity at Skillshare.com QQ and get a free trial of premium membership. Thanks to Hello Tushy for supporting Quick Question. Hello Tushy is a sleek bidet attachment that clips onto your toilet and sprays your butt clean with fresh water. And it's the best thing you can do for your butt, and it starts at just $79. Go to hellotushy.com slash QQ to get 10% off bidets and free shipping. Daniel, who was the girl? How old were you when this girl, uh... Oh, this was, um, uh, too old for this. This was freshman year of college, and, like, the entire run of this friendship r- relationship in quotes uh was like the i was a, a theater major when i first started college at in rowan university and um the all of the theater major students met for like icebreakers with all of the the older theater major people uh to like meet you and talk about what you can, what you can expect in the program and this was like the first thing I did at college. Like classes hadn't even started yet. It was just like yeah. an introductory thing. And there were no teachers. It was just all students. And I saw this really pretty girl and I just introduced myself to her. And I said, hey, I'm Daniel. Uh, and she said her name and we talked for a little bit. And I was like, all right, well, it was nice to meet you. And uh, I uh, were in the department together. She was a, a dancer and I was doing the acting thing. And I was like, I guess I'll see you around. 
and we had classes and would talk every once in a while and then uh at some point like we, we became friendly enough that we were like socially hanging out as friends and then at one point i uh asked her out on a date i was like would you go out with me and she said yes and i was like okay great and then uh like genuinely left that conversation thinking that was nice of her because she was like <laughs> uh like top tier beautiful and i really i wasn't then i'm still not like stopping traffic with my looks or anything like that and i didn't even i hadn't come into myself uh at that point in my life to even like think of myself as someone who would be yeah uh taken seriously romantically yeah. by anyone let alone someone that I thought was 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 a uh, top tier gorgeous person. Um, so, me asking her out on a date to me reads as like funny, you know, not like not not that the joke's on her, but like in my head I was thinking the idea of this is so ridiculous. Someone like me asking someone like her out, surely she will find the humor in this. And she said yes, which was like a nice thing. Like that's her playing her part in this thing. Yeah. Um, so I never followed up. And eventually transferred to a different school. Not because of this. Um, and then, like, stayed in touch with her. And, uh, like, a year or so later, went back to the school to to visit and see friends and ran into her and talked to her. And she uh, didn't bring up me asking her out on a date. But she did say, she did remember, she was like, you know, I always think about you because you were the the only person who came up and said anything to me at our first theater meeting. Yeah. Like, I was just there. I didn't have any friends. I didn't know anyone. And no one was talking to me. And you walked right up to me. And you introduced yourself. And you said hi. And, and we talked for a little bit. And I think about it all the time. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I think that that's a fairly common experience, especially that age. Because you're coming out of high school where... Um, and I was, a, I was in a similar situation where I was a late bloomer. I, I wasn't very taken very seriously by girls uh, in high school where they were like, I had a lot of girls tell me when you, uh, I, I call Soren when he's 20 or like something like that. Like they're just like joking around. Like, oh dear. <laughs> like the, you are not ripe yet. And <laughs> I get a lot of that, but um, for uh, when I'm 40 and on my second marriage, <laughs> they would, I got a lot of like, I was so sexually uh, um, disarming to women that they were just like no he's just like this cute this cute thing that we can have around it's like a pet almost right it feels like the kid asking out his babysitter yes exactly and I was when you're that age you don't you're not spoiled for choice so it's kind of like any port in a storm you're like I'm getting attention I get hugs this is great (laughs) Um, and uh, I just assumed well this is my lot in life like this is just who I will be and then I went to college and the first girl that showed interest in me, I had no idea what was going on. And I think back on it and I'm like, oh, fuck, I blew that so hard. She was a, this was a physics major who looked looked to me like Gwyneth Paltrow. Like she was, seemed so far. Man, that's she so was off, not, brand, she, off brand for you, Soren. <laughs> I... If I was a serial killer, you would know my serial type. That's true. Um, she she was so pretty. And, uh, you know, like you see a lot of people out in the world and you're like, yeah, I could imagine that person was cooked up in a human body. That makes sense. Yeah. Like there are some people who are just like, no, there's no way that came out of another human. This is like a perfect person. Um, yeah, this is Simone from that movie, Simone. 
<laughs> yeah, yes. That, the, that one that everyone saw. <laughs> and so uh, she, she, like we would, it was the same sort of situation where I was not, I was not in, uh, nervous around her or anything because it was, there was never even a chance that we would be together. And so I was very cordial with her. Like we'd joke and, and stuff. She lived in the same dorm as me. And one day after my last class, I came up to her room and she's like, hey, lie on my bed. And I was like, okay. And I laid on her bed and I still remember this, her like lying down next to me and being like, so what kind of girl do you think you're interested in? And I, I was like, oh, she wants to help me. Uh, okay. So, and I just like started talking and I can vividly remember her touching the buttons on the shirt that I was wearing, like, like playing with them, like undoing some of them and just sort of like play, fidgeting with them as I'm like describing to her the type of person I sure hope she'll hook me up with. <laughs> and I look, I like, I, sometimes I think about that just lying in bed at night and I just go, oh God, oh no. <laughs> As we're talking, another memory of this uh, freshman year of college woman is coming to my brain where, uh, and I'm uh, so pissed at myself because she, we'd made plans to, to hang out with, the two of us and another friend of ours and the other friend canceled. So it was just me and this, and this girl at her house uh, or her, her parents' house rather. And we just sat on the couch and watched a movie together. And uh, at no point was I thinking this is like a, like a planned thing where she and her friend who she's much closer with had discussed this and was like, don't come. I just wanted to be the two of us. Um, we just sat there and watched that thing you do. And I was like, well, that was great. I'm going to go now. And I walked outside, and uh, uh, for reasons that I don't understand, my t- my uh, one of my tires was flat, and so I I changed it because it was a thing I knew how to do. And she like watched me change this tire, and she was like, "I've never known a guy who knows how to change a tire." And I was, and instead of like picking up any kind of cue from that, I was like, "Yeah, I I I, uh, I ruined my tires a lot. I'm a bad driver. <laughs> Good night." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, we were kids, you know, and the thing is, we probably weren't ready. And that's like, because yeah. you think of yourself as you are now being in that circumstance and like, how, how could I be so stupid? How did I not take advantage of that circumstance? And now looking back on it, it feels so silly. But at the time, probably part of us knew right. and they're and just like, like, I'm not ready for this yet. Right. We're saying that uh, women didn't see us as like a romantic sexual option, but realistically, we didn't see ourselves that way. Right. Yes. Very, very astute. <laughs> it's a new year, folks. You can, you can burn whatever happened in 2020. It no longer matters. If you didn't get all everything you'd wanted done then that you wanted to do during a pandemic, that's not your fault. You can start over literally from scratch in 2021. You can spend it creating something meaningful, and you can do that with Skillshare's online classes. You can get good at things that you never thought that you'd be good at, things that seemed like magic to you until now. Because time is what you make of it. With Skillshare, you can find inspiration in the moment and you can learn how to express your creativity. Skillshare is an online learning community that offers membership with meaning. With so much to explore, real projects to create, and the support of fellow creatives, Skillshare empowers you to accomplish real growth. So you got to find your voice. Discover not only what you want to do creatively by perusing Skillshare, but you can find your own style. They will teach you what you already maybe don't know about yourself something that you would be good at and you aren't even aware of it yet. Folks, 
you have a style of your own. I started taking some classes. I took one called Find Your Style, Five Exercises to Unlock Your Creative Identity. Uh, it was taught by a guy, no joke, his name is Andy J. Pizza. And uh, it was actually really, really helpful. It, he talked to you a lot about identifying what it is that you do over and over in your work and how that is basically your voice and finding that voice, harnessing it, and then using it as a strength. I thought that was really valuable. So explore your creativity at Skillshare.com slash QQ and get a free trial of premium membership. That's Skillshare.com slash QQ. Well, mine sort of fits in with this actually a little bit, Daniel. At least my Good. answer does to a quick question that I have for you. Do you want to start the show? Yeah, let's start the show. Okay. Uh, quick question. Shoot. What was a, a workaround you had when you were younger to avoid paying for something? Like, was there something, an elaborate plan you had in which you could get something for free that looking back on it now, you're like, I, it would have been so easy for me to just buy this thing. Um, I can give you mine first if you want. Okay. Yeah. I have three answers. <laughs> oh, <perfect>. <laughs> all, <laughs> all of them kind of fit, but yeah. you go first. <laughs> okay. Well, one of them is that I, in college, uh, figured out that at the in the nurse's office, they had just this huge wall of condoms, basically. And uh, I figured out before all I was used. having sex all, in college. All, all of them used, right? Just as like trophies. Yeah, right. Just like to prove that kids in the, in the college fuck. Like, yeah. that, that was a big selling point when <laughs> students would come through. Uh, from seniors or juniors when they're looking at schools. They get to be like, now we'll bring you to the nurse's office. As you can see, lots of sex happening here. There's room for um, you on the wall. <laughs> yeah, a little corner down here just for you. Uh, and so they would have just, they, they had all uh, tons and tons of condoms. And I was not having sex yet, but now that I knew this information and I knew how valuable condoms were to people and how embarrassing it was to go buy condoms or whether you had enough money for them, I was like, ah, I will be the condom provider. And so I figured out a secret way into the nurse's office, which is like a big health clinic. And there was a side door that they knew that they didn't lock, but there was a screen that they would lock. And it was very easy to just flip the latch because it didn't shut all the way. And I could get in that way. And then if, as long as you just looked like you were knew where you were going in the health office, no one questioned you. Mm -hmm. And I would slip into that back room and very quickly take as many as I could and run away. Looking back on it, I'm very confident that they knew I was doing that. <laughs> they're just like, he wants condoms. Yeah, they're here for the students. Like, right. what's the big deal? But at the time, I was like, oh, you suckers. I'm getting all of it. Ooh, ooh, yeah, spermicide. No, some people don't like that because they're allergic. I'm going to get this one and this one. Uh, and so... I, I hope had... there was someone in that office who was trying to like put this conspiracy together where it's like, he takes... 50 condoms home a week but like i talked to someone who tried to seduce him and he just sat there getting his buttons played with i don't understand <laughs> i think i was like gently like using the condoms for something i was like gently like pushing her hand away being like this is very distracting i, I i'm trying to tell you about this this is a homely woman i would like to sleep with <laughs> um but uh yeah, so I I I was like this go to in we had a quad which was um, basically a living room surrounded by a bunch of uh, bedrooms mm -hmm. and we all lived in this quad together, and people could come to me if they needed condoms and boy did I feel like a big shot. You weren't selling them. No, I did. I was just I was like the Robin Hood of rubber. Ugh, I don't like that. That's, oh, let's um... try something else. The the uh, f uh, philanthrop philanthropic man jumping without a parachute. <laughs> 
they call it? Pro, a prophylactic philanthropist? No, I'll do it. I'll find it. <laughs> um, that's. It's interesting that it's not interesting to me that it's not surprising to me that you uh, came up with that as a scheme. It is surprising that people um, enjoyed that or or like partook of that. That that there was like a, a, a whisper unit among the quad that was like, yeah. "You need condoms. Here's your guy." Right. And they were like, "Oh, good. That's what I. That's that's a better system for me than." going to a store with a stranger i like to make face-to-face eye contact with someone that i will uh with a peer that i will interact with in the future that this is the preferred <laughs> method of getting condoms <laughs> it's i <laughs> so like you say that and then i think about how much of like popularity is is hinged on whether or not you're having sex and i'm thinking some of the people that came and got comments from me probably also weren't having sex but they were just like hey buddy do you do you have any and i'm like yeah here you go and they're like yeah he thinks i have sex now this is good this is really good uh that's pretty pretty wild i don't uh i don't have anything like that i have the reason that well the reason that i asked you if you were selling them is because this is kind of tangential to your question about elaborate ways of not paying for things. I, in uh, middle and uh, elementary school, was very big on trying to hatch schemes to make money because we didn't, we weren't a family that like gave out allowance or anything like that, and I wasn't legally allowed to work. But I always really wanted money because money uh, is power, <laughs> which I, which I knew it. Uh, 10 years old or whatever. So I was always coming up with like, what's a business venture that I could have? Like one of them was, I would just like draw pictures of cartoon characters. Like here's Eric Cartman, here's Bart Simpson. And I would show them to friends and they're like, oh yeah, it's pretty good. I'm like, yeah, buy it from me. <laughs> buy this art. Come on, do it. And like people were, were really into pogs. And instead of myself getting into pogs, I was like, I can make my own pogs out of uh, cardboard that I've found oh, no. in the garbage. And oh. I would just like try to make my own pogs and sell them to other kids. And just, it, it's, it's so sad. None of my ventures took off, but it, like that's where my mind was at, at a very young age. Failed, <laughs> failed business opportunities. <laughs> we had this, this woods uh, down the street from us and we would always, my brothers and I would just like wander around in the woods because that's what you did when you yep. when you have no money and clout. And there's like people were always throwing out everything there. Like you would just find like old tires, and we found a bathtub once, uh, and yeah. just trash and trash. And any I found, condoms out there? I could I could get my hands on. Uh, yeah, I saved them actually. Okay, um, great. And I found a uh, an old like cracked bowling ball once, and I was like, this is gonna be my fucking ticket. I'm gonna <laughs> all I need are some things that can that that are are vaguely pin like, and then I'm gonna polish this ball. And then uh, I'm going to have a, a bowling alley in the woods that's cheaper than the competition. <laughs> and I, I just never this found This isn't a bowling ball. This is a golden egg. <laughs> <laughs> I never found uh, anything that was like pin adjacent in the woods because my entire plan, no. again, because I have no money, that's the problem to begin with. My entire plan was like, I'll just wait in the woods until someone throws out 10 perfect bowling pins. And it uh, never happened. Um, I I did have a business venture that was based on skirting p- 
paying for anything, but that was more, it was way too late for this. It was, uh, as soon as we graduated from college, my roommate then, who was also a Dan, um, and now insists on being called Daniel. <laughs> uh, he and I lived in a, uh, apartment that had a, a, like a separate den. It was very, it was surprisingly big, but maybe that's because it was in Burbank, which is yeah. not a lot of clamor for, for housing in Burbank. I don't right. think a lot of people want to live there, but, uh, we had this, all this extra room and we decided we wouldn't buy furniture. We just find furniture on the side of the road, uh, which we did very successfully bringing in pieces that we liked and then finding something wrong with them and throwing them back on the street until finally we had like our set, our furniture set. And then we realized we still had all this extra space. And we're like, you know, we could probably just find furniture on the street, bring it home, take pictures of it and then sell it on Craigslist. Ooh. And we did that for a while and like we were moving some pieces, but it became clear pretty early on that the inventory, like the, the stock was way too high for, uh, the amount that we were actually selling. So we, for a while we had like six couches piled on top of each other and we decided <laughs> this isn't going to work. But at the time we thought we were geniuses. We were like, Oh fuck. We like, we found this coffee table that had it's kind of some stained glass on the sides and had these little cabinets. We sold it for a hundred dollars, and we're like, "This is it. This is this is how we do it." And uh, it it worked a little bit, but yeah. not. It wasn't very successful. Yeah. Um, to answer your original question about elaborate ways to get out of paying for things, this was again freshman year of college. Um, at the end of my freshman year, we got a bill, my roommate and I, for le- for uh, damages done both to our dorm room and to the surrounding areas i can't um stress enough what monsters we were freshman year because i was not a partier or anything like that but i my roommate and the the people in our wing of the dorm uh were engaged in every single stupid college freshman cliche you could imagine apart from like drinking drugs and having sex with people. It was all just like, what happens if we give children freedom for the first time? And they're told that they, that, that they don't have to listen to any adults. We, would, we bought a small, um, like a child swimming pool and filled it up in the bathroom just to like sit in it for a while oh, and no. see yeah. what, what, what that would be like because no one was allowed to tell us not to. And then that broke and caused flooding down to the floor below us. We would uh, like string sheets and ropes together and try to climb up and down uh, through our windows of the dorm. And we uh, would have like fire extinguisher races where you sit on a chair and you and you, you blast a fire extinguisher and use that to propel you. It's all very stupid. It's it's like all of it is very much. They gave that kid money or they gave that chimp a gun. Like it's it's all like dangerous things that uh that happen when you when you uh, remove shackles from someone who was not ready for their own responsibility. Yeah, so, it's heart of darkness. Yeah. And the the short version of that is there was a lot of damage done to our room and everything else. And so we got a bill that was like, This is what you owe for damages. And it was like an itemized list of things that we were either responsible or partially responsible for. And I told my roommate, I'm going to, I'm going to take care of this. And so I wrote (laughs) a four page letter, um, 
either debunking uh, things that I didn't think we should be responsible for, uh, or if I couldn't justify uh, my lack of accountability, then I would write something funny. I wrote like a, like a four-page uh, cracked article about this bill that I, I, I just really tore into it and just tried to make it as absolutely funny as possible and also like sort of roasting the school. Like if there's a thing where it's like, you owe us this amount of money for this broken window, I'd be like, well, I did technically break that window. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna pretend I didn't. We're, we're all men here. Um, but here are some things about the school that were unpleasant. And uh, so I think it should be time served at that point. Like, I feel like you owe me some money because we live downwind of a chocolate factory, which sounds whimsical, but what it actually means is the smell of rotten milk is like constantly wafting into your home. So it it smelled like shit all the time here. So like, (laughs) you can imagine why I, a person with no means and no clout, broke a window. It's my only way to uh, express myself under these torturous conditions. And just like a like a, a a dumb, very long letter that took a lot of effort, and the school responded back. Uh, they uh, new bill zero dollars funny letter. Ah, so it was a a, a big win. The bill was a hundred and twenty dollars. Yeah, that's not a lot of money. That you should be paid more than that for writing what is essentially <laughs> jokes for somebody. <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> it was a great, it was like a continued, it's, it's very surprising to me that, um, it took me as long as it did to figure out that writing was what I was supposed to do or what I, I wanted to do or found the most joy in because like it, writing was always my go-to for everything. It's like, oh, these people want me to, to pay them money. I'm going to, I'm going to write my way out of this. Or, like, I was never a great verbal communicator with with girls that I liked in high school. But I was like, I'm going to, let me just, like, write this down. And I will woo her with words. And that was always a thing that I turned to. But until, like, maybe junior year of college, if anyone asked me what I wanted to do, it was like, oh, I'm actor. I'm actor boy. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a, a, a theater kid forever. And I'll explain why in this beautiful essay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't you, don't don't you find me me charming right now as I sweat in front of you? <laughs> How could the world not like me? Look, the camera loves me. Dear casting director, I'm going to blow this audition, but here are some of my qualifications. <laughs> um, we we had, I had a friend who I think was very similar to you back in in college and high school, where he was like he he was a good kid, but he had just like a, a profound lack of respect for authority. <laughs> and he would, anytime that he get a street sweeping ticket, cause that's very common in cities where there's like, you have to park on a certain side of the street on various days. Cause a street sweeper is coming. And if you don't do it, you get a ticket. And it, again, it's like $60. It's it, when you're young, that feels like a lot. Yeah. Um, I, I shouldn't say that. I should like, I think that it's probably feels like a lot to a lot of, to a lot of people. <laughs> I'm, I don't mean to be flippant about it, um, but it's $60 sucked. And so he had figured out a system where there was some overgrowth over one of the signs, some tree over covering one of the signs. And so he would write to the DMV and say like, the sign is obscured. I couldn't read it. Um, I don't deserve this ticket. And they rescinded his ticket. And so we were like, oh shit, 
all this, you just have to cover up the signs. And so our big strategy was whenever we get a street sweeper ticket, my we had a friend Ed who is a sponsored skater and we would take some of his skate stickers and just slap them on the sign right over the day and then we would say I, it's not our fault like somebody clearly tagged the sign <laughs> and it worked for like a like i don't know like half a year and then after that they no longer would do it for us because i think they got wise to the fact that we yeah. were skirting the system i tried again freshman year i didn't want to um pay to, to park there um so i got a copy of a visitor's pass and would photoshop it and print it out on on my own computer and like change the dates and hang it on my car uh <laughs> and i got a ticket with a note written on it that was like this is fake I'm like well, well all right <laughs> you caught me <laughs> the better man won here i wish they would if they had elaborated it would have said this is fake and i know that because ours are uh printed on like a fancy stock and this is clearly a piece of white printer paper yeah it would have been very bold of you to then go into their office and be like well then show me show me the card stock that you're using and please tell me your provider <laughs> um i said i had three the only other thing it's not like it's not very elaborate and it wasn't a, a young thing but it's something that i've found later in life that i'm i'm sure just comes with um my uh privilege and and whiteness um but i've as i've gotten older i've started to just tell people um no when they they want to charge me for things not not like at the grocery store or anything like that but uh i recently renegotiated my contract for uh my my apartment the, that i'm i'm renting now well, like, hey, right. it's, yeah, it's we, time we for you to about that yeah yeah we talked about it off the podcast um they're like, hey, it's time for you to to sign another year lease for this place. Here's here's the rent. And I was like, I don't want to pay that. And they're like, I'm sorry. Do you want to move? I'm like, no, I don't want to move. I like it here. It's close to work. Um, but I don't want to pay that much anymore because I uh, don't want to. And they were like, well, it's pretty irregular, but uh, okay. And they knocked the price down a little bit. And I was like... Yeah, that looks pretty good. Um, knock it down more. Knock it down this much. And I, I pitched something insane, like cut my rent in half. And they're like, well, we're not going to do that, but we'll take this much off and we'll throw in this nice perk and uh, we'll make it so your your rent in January is only $900. And I was like, mm, okay. Which is, <laughs> which is an, like a, it's like a superpower that I didn't know... A person could have because yeah. I've lived my entire life with someone being like, "You owe me this much money," and I'm like, "Yeah, I probably yeah. do." Pro I don't want to go to jail. Yeah, Here, like, if, take if, it. If I said no, what if, what if that number went up, which almost never happens, and especially right. in the case of like rent, if I had said I wanted to pay less, they wouldn't be like, "Oh yeah, tough guy." Well, now your rent is doubled. No, they don't. They don't do that. Like right. the the worst case scenario would be like. No, your rent stays the same. And I say, okay, I've been paying it for two years. I can just, I can keep doing that. Uh, like there's, it's such a low risk, high reward situation that I, that was just not available to me. Like I couldn't even intellectualize it until I think I'd, I'd fortunately reached a certain level of 
income where the, right. the world just looks different uh which like sucks for the world generally like it's a bad system um but it's it's been uh very freeing and exciting for me as as someone who grew up lower middle class that i could just that the the secret is just saying no i don't want to pay that much what else do you have and then like people uh acquiescing to that Right. You realize that with a corporation, you do, you're pretty powerless with, with bigger businesses, but you do have some of these availabilities too within that system. Like talking to a customer service agent, they're also a person. And it's like, who can be more annoying that the other person caves first? Like you talk to Spectrum on the phone or something like that. And like, you can be like, I don't want to pay that. And then it, it turns getting turned into a real conversation where like you can keep them on the phone for 45 minutes until they're like, this is not worth it to me <laughs> to keep talking to this person. Yes, take your take you you said you wanted what? $3 off a month? That sounds great. <laughs> and then you get it and it's free. Yeah. All it cost you was your time and yeah. your dignity. <laughs> I've done that. It's been such a huge jump for me for cable specifically of like when I first moved to Los Angeles and uh had no like I showed up to my apartment with 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 like truly nothing but whatever furniture i had from college and uh no like i didn't have internet or cable yet and i was just waiting for time warner to to show up and do that and they kept blowing me off and i would call them and i felt like almost like the only thing i had was like i'm gonna start crying because i was just on the phone with them and i was like please you have to understand i moved three thousand miles away from my friends and family um the internet is like the only way that I, I can have mass contact with all the, the people that I know and love. And uh, I don't have any friends out here. So, like, it would be great if I could come home and watch TV and feel like a person. But as it is, I'm, like, sitting on the floor watching DVDs of movies I've already seen. So can you please just make an exception and come here? And they're like, no. Like, okay. <laughs> and I just, like, sat in my dark, lonely apartment until Time Warner decided it was time to give me cable. Um fast forward to now where it's like every once a year i could just call fios and be like hey i want to pay less now you guys said that you're going to increase the cost of uh my cable and internet i don't want to do that so i'm going to pay less now and they're like okay and also we're going to throw in showtime for you i'm like yeah good of course like i deserve (laughs) yeah i guess it's just like you spend less on things growing up because you finally realize that you have some agency in those situations yeah i hope this is um it's i'm sure it comes off as very like entitled and braggy but i'm but hopefully people uh who don't know they have this superpower know that they have it now that like yeah take a shot and and say to someone no i don't want to pay that much and see how it goes because sometimes it works sometimes it certainly does not so there's a gym that i try to join that's a kind of a it's an upper upper echelon gym, but it happens to be right next to my office. And so they're charging in a lot of money for amenities that I was not going to be using at all. And they're rigid about their prices. And But I came into the situation, did my, my uh, like the trial, and then afterwards came up with like all these arguments in my head of what I was going to say to them. And I thought to myself, um, okay, I'm going to talk about how this gym is like a ferrari compared to my old gym which was basically just this commuter vehicle but here's the thing i only commute like i i'm only going to be using your gym for the free weights i'm not using any of the machines i'm not taking any classes i'm a very low impact user <laughs> <And> like, <laughs> i'm like trying to break down for them 
that I wasn't even going to be costing them anything. You won't even know I'm here. Right. Uh, and none of that worked. And I was blown <laughs> away by the fact that I didn't have my power all of a sudden. <laughs> Folks, it's a new year. Put the old one in the books and start over fresh and clean because clean is going to be the theme of 2021. And the best way to stay clean is to go to hellotushy.com slash QQ to get 10% off bidets and free shipping. Hey, Soren, so sorry yeah. to jump in here. Uh, I'm just, uh, I'm on the phone with the, with, with Hello Tushy, with the, the company. Oh, great, great. Um, you talk about clean, you're, you're, you're being sort of um, broad and vague with it. What are we, what are we cleaning? Well, we are, we're starting over fresh and clean by ensuring that every single part of us is name, name clean, is squeaky clean. So mm-hmm. clean you could see your own reflection in okay. your, your, uh, any part of you, whatever you happen to want to use your bidet for, you could use it on your armpits. I bet. Okay, uh, that uh, that sounds great to me. But uh, I'm just getting getting word um, from from Hello Tushy. You need to say it. Do you have a water pick at home? If you don't, Hello Tushy's there for you. Get those get those teeth clean and avoid gingivitis in 2021. That's, I love the energy so much, and and again, like if this were me, this one would be in the books and done, and we could go home. Um, but uh, I'm on hold with uh, founder and CEO of Hello Tushy, Jeremiah Tushy, and he needs you to say the word. It's in the copy. It's the part that gets clean from Hello Tushy. Oh, what was that? What did you just catch in your eye? In your Oh, was that a little bit of water in your brown eye? Yes, it was, ladies and gentlemen. That's the exact job of Hello Tushy. It's supposed to hit you in that eye. Suitable? Again, to me, 100%. There's, it's just, I said it last week, so I can't say it again contractually. So you just need to say, hello, Tushy. It's an attachment for your toilet. All right. And it cleans. Let me ramp eye. up to it. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Let me ramp okay. up. Okay. Hello Tushy attaches to your existing toilet. No electricity or additional plumbing needed and cleans your butthole with a precise stream of fresh water. (gasps) All at just $79. And your Hello Tushy will cut toilet paper use by 80%. So it pays for itself simply by how much TP it will save you. Every Hello Tushy bidet attachment comes with a 60-day risk-free happy butthole guarantee and a 12-month warranty stop wiping your butthole and start washing your butthole and join the millions of happy people washing their buttholes please hello tushy is the perfect gift for the 
butthole day season. That's very good. Um, one more quick note, and then we'll be out of here. Um, because uh, bidet is a, a, a French word, and because this podcast goes out internationally, we're going to need you to say, we, you don't need to translate anything, which is like, um, just just one clean um, butthole, but in a French accent. Oh, <laughs> Perfect. Look, wiping is an outdated system. It's something that, like, cavemen thought up, right? You take a a rock or something and you're like well i've got something on a part of my body and i need to get it off i just scrape it off like scraping mud out of a fishing net you don't need to do that anymore we how live sophisticated in... are these cavemen <laughs> well what are we dealing with here they're, they're watering people they live okay. near the ocean they've, they've learned to fish but they haven't quite mastered hygiene yet they live near the ocean and their solution after uh um pooping uh Uh, they think uh rock yes this is the tool for this they think that before they think going in the water right uh it wasn't until they discovered that water was also useful for that that uh we really advanced as a society okay it's crazy that we then went back to just the scraping because Mm. we could have just had the water the entire time wiping is gross would you clean dirty crusty dishes with dry paper or a rock no Toilet paper and wet wipes, they're ruining the environment. And did you know the average person uses 57 sheets of toilet paper a day and that every roll of toilet paper requires 37 gallons of water to be made? That's mind-boggling. A bidet only uses an average of a pint of water. So stop wiping and start washing. Get 10% off free shipping right now at hellotushy.com slash QQ. That's hellotushy.com slash QQ for 10% off and free shipping. hellotushy.com slash QQ. Uh, hey, I got, a, I got a quick question for you. Yeah, shoot. Um, are there any recurring problems in your life that you know you can easily fix, but you won't due to, you know, pick something, pride, stubbornness, whatever? Yeah. I have one. Go ahead. Um, it's, it's very shameful. Um, <laughs> and I'm, I'm sure my, my reasons for not fixing this problem boil down to uh, some back of my mind toxic masculinity bullshit uh there are shelves in my kitchen cabinets that uh, i can't reach because they're too high so i don't use them (laughs) and i definitely i need i need this the space i do need them my other shelves are crowded and if i get one more coffee mug it's it's curtains for that shelf um and I, i would love to use all of the space that i have here in this apartment but uh i can't reach them and I know the solution is like buy a fucking step stool. You know, they're yeah. they're I don't need a ladder or anything like that. They're not that high and I'm not that small. But like a small thing would would solve this problem for me and give me access to uh, a, a a brand new world of storage, but I'm not doing it and I I think it's because somewhere in the back of my mind is like, well no, if you if if you got a stepping stool then then you would be short. Yeah. As long as you don't have one, everyone will think you're tall, I guess. Like there's yeah. something there's some part of me that doesn't want to admit that I need this assistance because of my my uh I want to say average height, but I I I think the architect of this building would disagree with me. I think maybe you need some solution that nourishes your ego, like a rope ladder or like something <laughs> some climbing holds. <laughs> that you have to let you have to negotiate just to get up there. 
uh, some, or a pull-up bar right in front of it. Yeah. Something that can make you feel like, yeah, only I could get to these. <laughs> it's so humiliating that, that a very smart architect was like, this is the size people should be. And I'm like jumping up in the air to toss a bowl onto the top <laughs> shelf that I'll never be able to use again. Telling the architect, yep, this is how tall we Good are. Job. Nailed it, buddy. This is us. <laughs> Normal-sized man. No one in this building but us normals, right? <laughs> I think we're almost the same height, aren't we? You're not a short guy. I don't. I don't think I'm a short guy either. But but uh, but again, again, I I at some point put a bowl on one of these top shelves, and I know in my heart that the next time. I need a mixing bowl of that size. It's more likely that I will go out and buy a new mixing bowl than it is that I will uh, get a step stool and admit that I'm I I need help. Yeah. There's this this may make you feel better, Daniel. Um, have a have a seat on the compliment couch for a second <laughs> in the corner. Uh, when we would shoot after hours early on with Justin Fire, who was our first director of those, mm-hmm. and he was very particular about getting everything exactly right. He would make me sit on cushions so that my torso was as long as yours so that <laughs> I didn't look so much shorter next to you. Because it turns out, I'm all legs, baby. That's right. Uh, I, for some reason, that makes up a huge percentage of my body. So I might be better suited for some athletic endeavor that I don't know yet, like running or long jump. And you may be better for swimming or something because you have an abnormally long torso I'm going to go with mm-hmm. and that, not a normal one. That's right. Uh but it was so bizarre that um, <laughs> like next to each other, we were standing, we both look about the same height, sitting next to each other, somehow you tower over <laughs> me. <laughs> Is there, can, um, can, I, can you reach all the stuff in your home? No, but you know, yeah. stuff I'm, I don't think are, is meant to be reached. There's, I, I've got shelves that are fairly high in a closet, but the stuff that I put up there is stuff I don't, I need maybe once or twice a year. Hmm. I keep, uh, like, I don't know if you've got, do you have fine china? No. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I don't, I don't know. I'm not. That was the wrong tone. I should have been like, no. <laughs> well, the only reason we do is because Colleen's family, her aunts and stuff, mm-hmm. gift us things. They're like, hey, this would be really good silverware for you guys. We're like, okay, never using this because what do we need good silverware for? Or teacups that are like have like a really nice gold ring around the inside, and it's like I don't. First of all, like I, it, it's such a small teacup. This isn't going to do me any good. <laughs> but we can't throw it away, so now we just keep it up on the high shelves. Hey, don't don't discount a little teacup, Soren. <laughs> they can do a lot. <laughs> that's a throwback everybody to a nickname which i tried to get to stick for daniel and it worked for about a week to my my absolute glory i i mostly forgot about it but uh our dear friend katie willard was doing a youtube live stream as she's putting together her she sends out these these katie's kits these care packages to to people who want them that have like joke books and art of hers and just like various doodads that she's put together for people and she was doing a live stream while she stapled one of her joke books together. And I joined it just in the comments to say hello. And she goes, aw, my big teacup. So that, that felt oh, great. Wow. That was a big step up. The teacup grew up. Yeah. Um, I've, got, I've got one for you, Dan, that 
At first blush, it'll sound like it's from laziness. Oh, wait, no, I, I want to go back to um, oh, sorry, go ahead. Um, Fine China for a second, um, because that made me very curious uh, if that's a thing people still do. Like, yeah. people our age, I guess. Like, I, I growing up, we had the, the this China cabinet in our house, this big hut that had this very fancy, the dishes and glasses and and cups with saucers that we never used, except, like, every once in a while we would host Thanksgiving or Christmas, and then the fancy stuff would come out, and the table would get longer, and relatives would come. Uh, and it seemed like a thing that was on a lot of people's wedding gift registries in the past in movies everyone needed china that was a thing new couples when they got married in their 20s is like yeah we need to have 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 these new fancy dishes and whatnot for for the future i don't know if that's a thing that people are still doing it it makes no sense for me in my situation and i'm aware of that like it would be weird if i if i had one of my friends over and i was like you know what let me let me dust off the good plate for the fucking shake shack that we're getting um but i'm i'm curious if that's like if that's still an ongoing concern for people that young married couples get fancy china well i don't know i think that it's it does seem very much like a generational thing to me that it was previous generations was that was a, a sign of the american dream it was like ah and you have this separate dishware for when you entertain I don't feel that way at all. I think it's just a waste of space in my house now. I could be storing my snow pants up there. <laughs> but uh, it, I also think yeah, you that don't maybe... need extra dishware in in Los Angeles. <laughs> what you need is snow pants. <laughs> I I I think it's a well. I think it's maybe a waste of space. We also don't entertain a ton either. Maybe as you get older and your kids grow up a little bit, you. It's instead of going to your parents' house for holidays and stuff, people come to you. In which case, yeah. maybe it, I don't know. Maybe when you, I've, we we don't throw big parties. I can't remember what that's like because it was you know over a year ago. And even when we threw big parties, there's no way I'm bringing out something nice. Yeah, that shit's gonna get broken. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine my attitude on this will change the second that I have um, a number of people over for dinner. For, for like an adult dinner, not just like my buddies or something like that. Like, let's say I'm in a relationship, but um, but uh, for branding purposes, I'm always publicly single. Um, but let's say <laughs> I'm in a relationship and uh, my partner's parents come over for dinner and I'm realizing it's like, oh, I have three plates that are this color and then one plate that I got from Ikea that's a completely different yeah. color and like mixed, mixed matched glassware or silverware like as soon as it becomes a point of embarrassment then i imagine things will change for me but that'll never happen because i'm single forever just like you guys right (laughs) it does it just seems like such a waste i mean all you got to do then is just get some dishes that match and those are your dishes yeah the idea of having completely separate dishes that you use once every 300 days is so foolish to me I don't know. Maybe I'm not a, a true adult yet in that respect. But um, I have another. I have one to answer your question, Daniel. If you want to hear that, yeah. Just as a sidebar, are we alienating everyone in the world by telling stories? Like we started out pretty humble, and then we got to. Here's how I conned my landlord to lowering my rent in the middle of a pandemic. And <laughs> no, uh, I think it's fine. <laughs> one day we'll need fancy dishes. We're, we're, are we still good? Are we still likable? 
Yeah, I think we're okay. They're going to take us off that The Verge Best Podcast of the Year list. Um, So that that woman favorited my tweet. Monica Chan? Who wrote that article. So yeah, she must be a fan of of us. That's nice. Shout out to Monica Chan of The Verge who included us on a list of best podcasts of the year. It was very nice of her. It was cool. Where's that going to go, Daniel? We, what? <laughs> what's that going to come off of when we just sidebarred about how we seem like we're... we're no, keep we're it all in. Big, okay. <laughs> the stuff about us concerned that we're big shots, yeah. that we think we might be big shots. <laughs> well, surely that won't be humiliating <laughs> when I don't have a job next year. <laughs> um, okay, well, I've, I've got one that... Uh, you know, I, at first glance, it will seem like laziness, but I, it truly is just about ego. Uh, I'm fucking terrible with passwords. I, I know I should get a password safe. I've had a password safe in the past, and I've just abandoned it. You, oh, yeah. But you were such a, um, a zealot about password safe. Every, here's the thing. Anytime anybody starts something new and they feel like they can be morally righteous about it, they get very loud. That's <laughs> detoxes. That's like joining crossfit paleo man i'm telling you paleo my skin's better (laughs) that's all they want to talk about because it's all they're thinking about because they're brand new to it and it's working gardening look at those assholes who think they're good gardening (laughs) just because they got some tomatoes to grow um i i yeah i i certainly touted the the benefits of a password safe to you i'm sure and did it with my nose in the air and my eyes shut (laughs) uh but it's a it's something I'm so bad at because you, you, the minute you have to create a password on a site, which is like five times a week, uh, you don't want to then open up another window, go into your open, put in your password for your password safe, create a whole new section for this new thing, find the URL, write down what it is, write down what your username is, and then save it. Like it's so much easier to just be like, uh, I have this sort of general one I use, and I'm just going to use this for this site because fuck it. The problem is, is that. I still am the, the mindset of like, well, I should have a different password for everything. I'll just try this brand new thing that I've never used before and surely I'll remember it. And I can't ever. And so it's something in my brain where I think to myself, no, you're a smart guy. Like you can remember things. You've got a great memory. You can do this. And I just don't. Like I don't have it in me. <laughs> Even the next, like an hour later, if I have to go back to that site, I'm like, okay, okay, yeah. let's see. I found myself something with- about my son, I think. <laughs> How old was he when I made this password? <laughs> my nicknames for him then. I'll find that if I uh, don't remember a password and I'll ask like, what well, what's give me whatever hint I set up or like, you know, the security qu- yeah. question. Um, I'm so pissed at past Daniel because it's always like some kind of cutesy riddle that tickled me <laughs> at the time where it was like it's like that place you used to go to when you were 19 years old, but the M's are threes, and you'll feel like gold. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> what did you do? What is this Just make it shit. password with a zero, you asshole. <laughs> yeah, I'm not trying to cross some bridge. Just <laughs> give, me, give me something normal. Yeah, I... I, I just don't, I can't trust myself. And I know that in the long term, if you just use a password safe, you're actually saving time. Even though it feels like you you got that extra 45 seconds, whatever it takes to create a password and put it in there. And it later on, when you don't remember the password, it takes you seven minutes or like whatever yeah. to 
It's like just a small investment just to keep yourself from having that headache later on. And I still won't do it. This is um, reminding me yeah. um, that I have a bill due. I don't normally use uh, like credit cards for anything, but I rented a car. Uh, Got to be in November. And they they make you put a credit card down instead of like your ATM card. So I did that and it charged the credit card that I hadn't used in years up until that point. And uh, apparently I'd set up paperless billing with this credit card company. So they emailed me and they said, hey, your thing is due. Pay it online by clicking this link. And I clicked it. I didn't remember my username or password. So I was like, I don't, I don't know these things. And the <laughs> website was like, well, you need to call Chase Services. And I was like, well, I guess you guys don't want my money bad enough. <laughs> I, I didn't feel like doing that. But Maybe I this will just go should. away. <laughs> uh, so wait, so hold on a second. Yeah. In your everyday life, are you not using a credit card? I'm using like my ATM debit credit card. What? What? Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That's it? You're not yeah, using yeah, a credit yeah. card? What? You know you're not building any credit at all that way. My credit, my credit score is already great. I mean, it, it was until this car thing. <laughs> but you're not building. Can I, can my, should I be like, what's the? Oh shit! What you should be what's doing? The, you should. I was be, doing such a. I was being such a big shot before, but now I'm going to ask a question. Go ahead. And I'm, I'm so bummed. What's the? What's the most a credit score can be? Uh, eight hundred, I think. Okay, yeah. So it's not like I can. Like once, once you're up there. What do you, why would you keep building it up, right? Am I insane? No. Well, now I'm revealing my own blindnesses. <laughs> where I, don't, I don't know why your credit is so high. I'm trying to think, because you're not born with like high credit. You're not born with credit. So I'm trying to think of where your credit came from. I guess well, when bills I, and I, stuff? Yeah, when I moved to Los Angeles, multiple things happened. I got a car and uh, there's a loan there. And I put a bunch of stuff on... I, I spread out, like, A, the cost of driving across the country, B, security deposit on my first apartment, C, a bunch of furniture, D, eventually, like, multiple expenses and Christmas gifts across two years. I spread that up, up around a bunch of credit cards because I had no money. Okay. And then, uh, over time, paid off three credit cards, paid off student loans, and paid off the car. Yeah. Um, which. Okay. It's coming from student loans yeah. in your car, I assume. Okay. And then also, I don't, I mean, it depends on your landlord, but it can come from rent as well. Hmm. Um, but that's, okay. I that's good you have good credit. credit. like checked my credit score one time and it was very good. It's like, it's, all right, I did it. I would suggest though, that you start, once you figure out this chase fiasco, uh, figure out how to start using your credit card to pay for things and then every month just paying your credit card bill like you know what it on comes time. from is that is is um i'm i have like a pavlovian response to getting bills 
So I, I, I've, I've felt much better in my life when I've reduced the amount of bills that I get to like, to, I mean, at this point, zero, because my rent doesn't come in the form of like a bill that comes to my apartment. I pay that online and like cable, internet, my cell phone are all things that get, that are on auto pay at this point. Um, because there was, this is like such a holdover from not having a lot of money for, for years when I was on my own in Los Angeles and like insanely being afraid to check the mail because I know if I, if I open the mailbox, this is the same reason that I don't go to doctors. Right. If I open the mail, if I don't open the mailbox, then I'll never know if there's a bill in there. But if I open it, then there might be a bill. And, and that's, then you're on the clock. Right. That's very scary to me. Uh, and so to this day, I, even though I, I, I have more money now than I had when I was 22 years old, I'm still, I still kind of put off going to the mailbox, even though there's not going to be a bill in there. It's still like a thing that's in my head. And also the reason that I don't use credit cards is, is, is like my, my, my body tells me that, that, that bills are bad and scary and make the difference between whether or not you can have a nice meal that night. Okay. I mean, it's not that dramatic, right? But you could—I mean, you could set up an automatic bill pay for your credit card too. I don't know the password though. <laughs> That's the point. You don't need it. <laughs> You—I mean, obviously, the, your rewards are going to suck because it's from the actual bank, and banks rarely. Oh no, you could do a Chase and do. I think Chase is like a is Amazon. Okay. Uh, yes. Yeah. That's right. And so if you got an Amazon card, uh, of course, you're going to be supporting Jeff Bezos, who I know you famously hate. I do? Well, it's just he's there's some real problems with Amazon being a monopoly. And uh, oh, I, I, uh, I like professionally hate him. Um, our last week tonight, we did uh, a whole show about how it's, it's a, a bad and scary dystopian company. Um, yes. I don't know. I, I, I use yeah, it like every fucking day, though. They're so convenient. <laughs> yeah, I do, too. Have you seen The Boys? It's great. <laughs> I just watched Elf on Amazon last night. My son <laughs> loved it. It was such a treat to watch him laugh at Elf. Um, so you get like a credit card Man, like we that. we can't decide if we want to alienate our listeners or not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's, that's the sign of a good podcast. You just alienate them, and then you just keep winning them back. <laughs> Um, well, I guess, I guess we'll know for sure if we did that or not, but when the next ratings cycle comes through and we know that, (laughs) oh fuck, we lost all of our viewers. I mean, our listeners. Um, so, uh, if you get like an Amazon card, you're you're spending it on Amazon. Uh, you get a bunch of points. You spend it anywhere like grocery stores, gas, you get a bunch of points on your rent, whatever you're going to spend it on. And then you just set up an automatic bill pay from Chase. If you also have a checking account through Chase that, just takes money from that checking account, puts it right into your credit card every single time you, you a bill cycle comes, and you never have to look at a piece of paper. You never have to open any mail. But again, like why? I guess I guess points is a thing. Like that's something that I remember from um, one time my brother came to visit me when I was in Los Angeles, and he he used points to pay for the plane ticket. Yes, uh, which was a, a foreign concept to me. I've never had points for anything in my entire life. So are there, are there, at this point for me, are there perks beyond points? Yeah. I mean, it's good for your FICO score and it's good for your credit. I don't know what's going on with your credit court. Are, credit are those score. two separate things? FICO and credit? Yeah. Yeah. But I, they're, they're, they're related, but they are separate. 
Tell me right now what FICO means. I don't know. Okay. Good. Just credit score. I'm now I'm looking it up. Are FICOs different than credit scores? <laughs> yeah, they're a little bit different. Um, but okay. I, I don't know. I think it, maybe it's just because it was drilled into me so young and I got so scared that like, you have to use a credit card. You have to, you have to, you have to build credit. See, that's, that, that's very interesting. I, I felt like the, the opposite was instilled in me. I don't know if it was from my parents or from like pop culture, but credit cards seemed like, seemed uh, like prisons to me because in unless you have the money to pay them off immediately like the system that you're talking about then they're a very dangerous thing because that's how you you end up spending uh six thousand dollars to spend three thousand dollars as was my case when with my my first credit card like that's what oh you got burned credit cards are very scary to me because it's it's uh and maybe there's just a different socioeconomic areas where we grew up in but it was like credit card is like that's how you trick poor people into spending more money on things. Yes. It is it's a it is a system designed to take money from you. That's true. But there are ways to work within that system that it doesn't happen. Where like you might have a credit card that has a huge interest rate, but if you're not ever having to pay that interest rate then it doesn't matter. Yeah. I think this this comes down to like um the expectations that the Hazlitt New Jersey public school system had on our students where it was like you're poor Lesson one, avoid credit cards. <laughs> All right, Stay if, off you the do grid. That, if you do that, you might be able to leave the town. <laughs> <laughs> Calling, uh, my wife grew up in a, the town of Tucson and around Tucson, there are some old towns that have all like gone under because for whatever reason, they were mining towns and like the mine went dry or started to poison the water or whatever it was. And there's a town nearby <laughs> called, called a Mammoth. And just outside of Mammoth is a, um, a college called like Eastern Arizona University. I can't remember what it is, but it's that's where her uh, at this the terrible high school that she went to. That's where they were like, I think you should really look at applying here, and like tried to like keep her trapped. <laughs> and yeah. I don't know why, because I think they weren't even thinking big enough of like, oh yeah, there's stuff out of state you could go to, or even the U of A is here. And I think they were like, you could either go to U of A or you could go to Eastern Arizona. Like these are your options. Yeah, and we drove past it not too long ago, and it's fucking so sad there. It's just there's nothing there but swallows, and then these people who are like refuse to leave because this is where they set up roots, and there's nothing left in the town. It has nothing to offer them. They don't have jobs there, and it's just slowly decomposing around them. Yikes! Yeah. Um, swallows. Sorry. Yeah. So there's swallow forests all over the sonoran desert which are those giant cactuses that look like people i couldn't tell if that was um like a like a uh a natural thing or like is that what arizona thinks sabaros is (laughs) it's it just yeah it's a it's geographical like the same way you would have uh carl's jr here and on the east coast it's (laughs) fucking whatever it is there yeah sparrows is swaros here um, did they back to credit cards or, and college? Yeah. Um, again, I remember like freshman year of college, there was a bunch of like on those same days where you can you you see a bunch of people set up with their 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 tables and their shingles with their various like yep here's the tennis club 
here's the the super cool all male acapella group. Yeah. And there was also people who were just like, get a credit card right now, right. and you get a and you get a a t-shirt, a free t-shirt that says college on it. Isn't that cool? And it was like universally understood to be like a predatory thing. That was like they're taking advantage of eighteen-year-olds who are starting college and don't have any money. They're going to sign you up for a credit card right now, and it's going to make you think you have lots of money. And it's it's a it's a scam. Don't yes. do it. Yeah, that's it's predatory because of the type of people you're advertising to. There, mm-hmm. you people it's advertising to people who are impulsive and young. Like a lot of times, they would have those tents set up on spring breaks wherever you're in Cancun and stuff like that. So you're already getting to people who are like, all they're thinking about is the moment. And those are the exact type of people banks want to have credit cards. Right. It's your old Navy credit card where it's like, you want to save 15% today. And all you have to do is give us uh, $300 for a $40 t-shirt over the next two years. <laughs> and so, yeah, in those, it, it, the system is inherently predatory. But you, as long as you know how to use the system and you aren't somebody who's like overspending or spending outside of your nut, then uh, then it's you need a credit card. You have to participate in the system if you ever want to get a boat, for instance, Daniel, to live on. Mm-hmm. My parents and go said be I'm a man of the sea where you fish. My parents said I'm not allowed. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea of you going to your mom and dad and being excited about... I'm going to be a fisherman. And then they say, no, Daniel, it's too dangerous. Yeah, absolutely not. Aw, nuts. (laughs) Well, I think we're coming to the end of the show. Right, then I'd have to go to like the the boat salesman and be like, I asked. They said no. He's like, oh, no. I'm like, yeah, I know. (laughs) You can can keep the down payment, but my mom says, uh, you have to give me some of it back. (laughs) And if not, she's going to call you. Oh, Oh, man. She's not going to call my mom, is she? She might. Oh. oh man, this is bad. This is bad. <laughs> All right, I'll give you some of it back, and and the next few days you can have my Doritos at lunch. <laughs> uh, well, Daniel, I have to go find all the information for the end of our podcast. Okay, because it's about that time. It's, I can't remember where I put it because when I travel, obviously, I I put everything. I pull everything out of my suitcase, put it in the new location, but paperwork i just don't have a spot for and i Mm -hmm. keep them in a briefcase and i just don't know where yeah i'm gonna go find it anyway in 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 this uh so you you pack everything Uh uh-huh and you also have have a briefcase (laughs) separately the briefcase is inside the suitcase i had to get an extra suitcase to get the briefcase in there i put everything else away but the briefcase itself is missing okay in this that that makes complete sense to me scenario it's a let's say it's a small briefcase Okay, yeah. Build the world. Okay. Uh, I wanted to ask you a question before uh-huh. I go find this stuff. Daniel, if you lost your job today, who in your life would you turn to in a panic to try and get another TV writing job? I feel like you want me to say you. Mm, it's hard not to. It's really hard not to. Because the... the I got this job because of... Uh, a buddy recommended me for it. Uh, and I don't know if he's got that kind of pull anymore. <laughs> <laughs> we also, I never, I didn't get an agent because uh, I didn't need one when I signed this deal. And then uh, my guild, the Writers Guild of America, uh, we went on strike 
out of solidarity against all of the agencies, like everyone dropped their agencies. So we we just don't. Um, I couldn't even reach out to a former agent and be like, guess who's on the market? Um, it's so flattering of you that you think if I lost this job right now, I imagine I could get another TV writing job. I feel like if I lost this job right now, I'd be like, fuck, does the onion need an editor in chief? Is there, <laughs> it's, it's I'm like, I'm going, I'm going to, I'm going to write fucking ad copy for David Dobrik and the, the vlog squad on YouTube. Let's see if I can get a gig. Yeah. Writing does, goddamn is, prank videos for 22 year old millionaires. Does Pluto make their own content? Can I do something for Pluto? <laughs> So KFC and Lifetime time teamed up for something. Can I get in on that? What is that? Twenty grand for a screenplay? Sure. Yeah, I do have a friend in pornography. I wonder if I'd be allowed to write screenplays for porn. I feel like I might be really good at that, but then again, would anyone know? Uh, but uh, short answer, yeah, you. Yes. Would you You'd have to would, move back to LA? Yeah. Okay. I mean, after the pandemic, sure. Would you, um, do you think you can get me hired there? I'm not looking or anything like that. I want to know how, uh, My how, how well you're doing at that job now. Uh, no, that <laughs> no one's going to listen to my perspective. <laughs> I am not that big a deal. <laughs> I might be able to get in the ear of somebody important, but, uh, if I was just like, hey, I got a guy. He's good. Just trust me. They'd be like, all right, well, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> we all got a guy. <laughs> yeah. Also, especially if you were like, I've got a guy. His uh, credentials are roughly the same as mine. All of our pop culture references are pretty much identical. Um, <laughs> We'd basically be the same person here. Yeah. This is, is what that you useful to right you? Now, right? <laughs> <laughs> On Twitter, you can follow Daniel at DOB underscore Inc. If he allows you to. You can follow me, Soren, anytime you want. I'm, I'm open to it. Soren underscore LTD. Doesn't matter who you are. People far and wide can follow me. Uh, you can also follow Quick Question at QQ underscore Soren and Dan. We have a CFO, uh, Bacon, who no longer appears on these podcasts for reasons we can't go into, but know that he is alive. Make me bacon, please, is his handle. PLS in the please. You can follow, find, and hire our producer and sound engineer and editor, Gabe at GabeHarder.com. I'm just gonna look at it real quick. Did you? I think he might have lost. He might have lost his uh, ownership of it. That's fantastic. Yeah, I don't. It's not my website anymore. You don't own it anymore? No, I don't know whose it is. Okay. Well, this is um, not to like, <laughs> not to be old Daniel, but um, a scheme is brewing. I'm gonna yes. buy this and flip it. This is gonna be my ticket. This is it. My whole thing is like, I've kind of decided that like the world has changed and like these days it's all about social media. Who needs a website, you know? What's your social media shit then? I'm still working on them. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's it, everybody. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>